0: Well, hey, welcome to the Learning to Lead podcast. I'm joined with Pastor Rich Wilkerson Jr. Let's go, man! And um, in case you don't know who he is, he's an incredible pastor in Miami. Um, launched your church? I'll let you tell the story. Tell them a little bit of just yeah. who
1: you are and kind of what you do. Well, we're coming up on uh, four years, actually. It goes by like that. Wow! Um, but we launched a church called Voo Church in Miami, Florida. We serve with my parents for many, many years at Trinity Church in Miami. And then four years ago, they launched us out to start a brand new church. Come on. And so VU is just short for rendezvous. Rendezvous means the meeting place. And, um, yeah, it's just an amazing thing what God's doing right now in Miami, seeing so many people get their life to Jesus, so many brand new converts. And uh, my wife, Dawn Cherie, and I, we lead that together. We have one son, Wyatt Wesley Wilkerson. Seventeen months of age and we've got another boy on the way.
0: Come on, bro.
1: Now you're you have a fourth one coming.
0: We have a fourth We have three boys and now a girl too in like two weeks. Stop. And this man. is it. We're done. Yeah, I'm
1: gonna one. call you. Yeah, I gotta keep calling me. you more. I need more <laughs> advice. It's just
0: Bro, my five year old son smashed. My I saw that on your eye. IG.
1: It looks awesome. Though. That's <laughs> the best story ever, bro. Man,
0: yeah, it's fun. I'm pumped for you, bro, and I'm pumped. When is your second son due? October.
1: October, October. like twenty fourth. Like Like this this October, October. yeah. yeah. She's like six months, third trimester right now. Just
0: announced this like a month ago to the church, right?
1: We announced it uh, a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah, May. Yeah,
0: yeah. So um, on this podcast, we kind of talk about just the journey of leadership and lessons Mm. you've learned, and you in your first year, you really experienced exponential. I mean, every year you've Mm. seen exponential growth. I see your pictures; people watch that. So. Talk about like what they don't see or maybe that you've shared with your staff kind of inviting them into that journey of seeing the the incredible growth um, of your church, but Mm. also some of the the struggles along the way, the buildings and the things you, the battles along with the the leadership. Yeah. You know, I
1: I think the bigger the vision, the bigger the opposition. And so I think every time that God speaks to us or we get a dream for something, it's going to be tested and there's going to be challenges along the way. And so Instagram is a funny thing, right? Because, uh, the optics of it only show just one side of the story, like you're saying, and so uh, Vu is. But
0: you like to you you show some of the other sides too. I though, try to which sometimes.
1: I, I like because one of the things we were talking to our team about a year ago is every year we kind of lay, lay out a theme and kind of say this is what we feel like the Lord's speaking to us, and it kind of creates good phrasing and conversation for our church. And um, last year our theme was stand firm, really from the sto- story of Moses: stand firm, and God mm. will deliver. But I think the big thing we were selling over and over with our staff and our team is that everybody loves like memorable moments and highlight moments, but memorable moments are made up of mundane moments. Mm. And so the way that you steward the mundane so is what creates the memorable. Come on. And so I think over and over again, we want to try to make hard work look fun. We, yeah. try, to, we try to make all the stuff that isn't very exciting. We want to try to put major emphasis on that and make that as exciting as we possibly can. And I just think our journey as we've stepped out, there's been incredible things that God has done. But yeah, there's been so many different battles and so many different challenges and so many different things that have kind of tried to stop us or stifle us. And I think it takes a tenacity and a grit to kind of keep going and to keep moving forward. I think for me in my life, what we're just constantly trying to do is say, God, whatever you put in our hand, we want to really, really maximize it. Mm -hmm. I think people, they get so fixated on like what's next or the big thing. But really, the thing that we have to maximize it or God will multiply it. Yeah. I just believe that over and over again. The things yeah. that we maximize, those are things that he tends to multiply. And so we have a phrase in our church. We always say, this is big. <laughs> like No matter what it is, if it's small, it's like, this is big. Yeah. I think we have to retrain our minds to think about mm-hmm. the small stuff that we're doing to go, man, these are the, these are the things that we—this is the seed that we put in the ground to see a harvest come about. Come on. And I think things have grown, but that stuff's also relative. I, you know, success is a lousy teacher is what Bill Gates said one time. Mm. I just believe that. Like, I don't want to ever believe the hype of anything. There's so much more in my heart that I want to see us do. And there's so much more than that. God's shown us Mm. and I want to stay true towards walking ahead. I want to keep my head down and moving forward. And so, yeah, yeah, there's been some growth, but, uh, I think there's a lot more to come hopefully, and I want to, I think the way Mm. to do that is by Staying focused with where we're at what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Do you, don't you see that though? Sometimes don't you think people like, yeah, I like Instagram. I think you do such a good job with it, by the way,
0: bro. But I'm it's just like following a, the master. No, whatever.
1: Here. But it's like a lie, you know, like, I just think we gotta get better at like just yeah. a tool, just yeah. a tool. Like it's telling a story, but like, there's always more to the story there's a headline and there's yeah. a full story. And so I, I don't know. I think one of the things like our generation is you can look around. Like I look at the stuff you guys do. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I always write. you am like, dude, you have the. Your church is unbelievable. And I'm always writing you like that you're running through the auditorium or like you have a bicycle and there's like 9,000 people. I'm like, what is this, what? man? Um, but I think if we're not careful, it's like so many people in our generation that it's like they think that's what success is, but they no. don't know yeah. all the stuff behind it. I don't I think we got to do a better job at showing the other part of the story, too.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think that, you know, I love um, I listen to your words and I listen to your messages and, and what you do on Instagram and. I love that you invite people into watching what you 're doing with your staff because mm. you really spend time with your interns, your staff, you 're building a college, mm. you have a college, yeah, um, which is amazing, and you know, I do agree that like it seems like people who are excited about the spotlight they 're not thinking about the teamwork that it takes and the and the time spent and like you said, this is a big thing. hey, this prayer before service is mm. a big deal, this break is a big thing this set list this week it's not go. a conference but it's a big it's a big worship moment so I think that's awesome I love that um you also have written a few books you got another one that you're writing right now
1: I'm supposed to be writing one right now but no I'm not I, I'm, I'm 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 trying to begin but I'm far from beginning. what's this next one on well, I'm trying to do a leadership book come on bro. yeah so I'm gonna call you up again because I think we're both whatever to
0: dude I'm gonna be reading your book I've actually
1: titled it uh, it's called Talking learning to lead it. it's <laughs> like bro I, that's my title
0: <laughs> so when we when we had you last year or last time you came it was um it was like 2011 it was I a was, fun trip i got sick though you got sick. i
1: apologize about that and daniel brought me qdoba in my room wherever daniel is thank you Dad, daniel. <laughs> that was a that was a weird request but i appreciate your humility and your, your active service
0: <laughs> we and and what was crazy is both of us we were leading college ministry yes. on tuesday nights we had our Tuesday night young adult service. You had your Tuesday night. It's a sacred night, service.
1: man. You you want a revival in your church? Tuesday, Tuesday night, nights. Take that. Write that down quickly. <laughs> this is this. You can't get this on any podcast.
0: But I was getting so many of our young adult ideas from what you were doing with Rendezvous, and um, and then the day came. What would what, you name yours? Ours was called 3D.
1: That's that's a better name. Rendezvous is very like.
0: 3D does not have any spiritual meaning. Yeah, I to it. think
1: it's cool though, 3D. Like everyone loves 3D <laughs> movies, and you know we should be living in you know th- 3 dimensions. Yeah, yeah. I just tried to add all those extra disciples, things. devoted, yeah. declaring. The three Ds. You know that one of my worst sermons I ever preached. It, I called it the 3Ds. <laughs> this is a true story. My dad, I'm sitting in church. This is when I was like 14 or 15 years of age. My dad was super Pentecostal and like very like. Rich, you got a word for the church. I'm like, what? You know, like, so I get up. This is a true story. And I walk, he's like, Rich, the Lord just spoke to me that you've got a word. I'm like, I don't know, this is so weird. And I, I come up on the stage and I was like, I remember I kept calling the church church, but I was like, it's weird when you're like 14 church. And I'm like, shut up, don't, don't, <laughs> <just> don't say <laughs> that me, church. Yeah. I was like, church, the Lord is speaking to us. <laughs> I, I want to talk to you about the three D's. I, this is all on the spot. D number one, drug addiction has to decline in our church. <laughs> I love D it, number bro. two divorce divorce. Why am I preaching to the church about divorce? I was like, quit divorcing each other. And then D number three was death. But I want to talk about murder. Actually, I was like, we got to quit killing each other. <laughs> oh like literally, gosh. if you go to a church and the three worst problems, there are drug addiction, divorce and murder, I would run from that church quickly. So. Anyways, this guy started a college ministry after my sermon, so I feel like it actually uh, came back full circle tonight. Come on,
0: man. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, There's people out there, they're in that same journey where they are in a season, and they have a vision for doing more. When you and I met and Mm, talked, both of us knew we loved young adult ministry. I could do young adult ministry the rest of my life, but I knew God had deposited a vision Mm. of local church pastoring. You knew God had planted a vision Mm. in your heart at some point that you were going to pastor and not just— a college ministry but a local church. Talk about for those that are out there yeah. in that season of waiting to when is that the right time to step out into that next season
1: cuz you spend a lot of time just being faithful serving your parents. Mm. And I think I think that in so many ways I sometimes I look back I'm like my only regrets are I wish I would have had a better attitude the entire time while I was serving. Mm. Cuz literally the seeds that you sow as a servant are is the harvest mm. you reap as a leader. Wow. And that's good. I think submission will take you further than ambition could ever dream of. And mm. we have to learn that more. Like you've got your whole life to live. And I'm so grateful for the eight years I got to serve any my parents. If I could do anything better, I would have served them better is what I wish mm. I would have done. But um, I think timing wise is always a very, very interesting thing. And there's lots of different theories and conversations and interpretation of scripture. For me, it really was my dad was releasing me. My dad was sending me out. Mm. And I think with him sending me out, that really gave me confidence. But we had a two-year conversation around all of that. But I think I think the biggest thing is for everybody who's listening to this right now is that this word vision is not a word to be taken lightly. Like I was just with our staff last week in Vero Beach, and it's amazing. We had 60 people with their uh, up in this hotel and we're talking about vision, about where we're going as a church. And one of the things I said, I said, I realize that everything we're sitting in right now, this community that we have, it all comes from a vision. It all mm-hmm. comes from something that didn't exist that God spoke to us that we saw and we're mm-hmm. building, and we're shaping out. And I think everybody should have a vision for their life and they should yeah. have a vision for what God's called them to do because vision gives pain purpose mm-hmm. and you can endure and you will make it through if you have a vision of you knowing where oh. I'm headed, where I'm going and yeah. all this mundane stuff, all this stuff that appears to be small. Yeah. The reason why you've got the energy and the reason why you have the passion for it is because you have a vision as to where you're going. Oh yeah. I think so many people, they jump ship, they do every opportunity that comes their way because they have no vision actually of what the end game yeah. looks like, of where it is that God's taking them. And so when it comes to waiting on God, when you have vision, you, you, you're waiting on God, but really you should be living like God is already doing what you're waiting for. Mm. That's the way that you should be behaving. That's the way that you should be operating. You should have that type of spirit that you're ready, that God's preparing you. I think no season with God's wasted. Yeah. And sometimes the hardest seasons, the ones I want to throw away the quickest are the ones that have produced the most fruit for me on the mm-hmm. other side. And I want to get better at, Oh, I'm, waiting, I'm we're all waiting on God to do something. Yeah. I just want to do a better job while I'm waiting to be- become the person that he's called me to become. And so I would just say to people out there, when it comes to the timing, you need to get good counsel. You need to process it with people. You need to get a word from the Lord. But the biggest thing, whatever season you're in is, mm-hmm. is living life with vision.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I love what you said, that the seeds you plant as a servant will be the harvest you reap. As I a believe lead. that. And it's so true. It is so I believe true. It. <laughs> I see that today in my own life. I'm like, yeah, I did that when I was under my mom, when I was yep. under my dad. And I have to I have to give grace to people and to others because I'm like, I want to sow good seeds right now that I can mm. reap five, ten years it's from huge, now. huge, man. Let me just say this. As we get ready to... Um, for those of you that are watching this, make sure that you watch his sermon. We're going to have it up on YouTube. He's about to preach at our conference here in just a moment. But what is, um, you are not just an incredible preacher, you're a culture creator, a culture shaper. And, you know, we were at a group of pastors round table with Pastor Chris Hodges, Mm. and he was commenting, and every pastor was commenting that's been to Vu. They've said, man, the culture that Rich builds there and has built in his building is so healthy in the community. And so talk a little bit, I guess, as we wrap this up, um, what mm. are you intentionally doing that mm. other pastors can do or other leaders can do to focus on that culture that, mm. that you've focused on and you've seen grow mm. in uh, Miami?
1: Yeah, I think the topic of culture, A, I don't think that stuff is true, those pastors say about me, so I should clarify that. But, um, but we are working hard to, to create a healthy culture. I think we've got a long way to go. But... Um, it's just something that I, I I care a lot about There's so many ways of defining culture, behavior, the personality of a place. Um, but the greatest lesson I think when it comes to culture, and this is not new news for anybody, but it's like, you gotta be what you want to see. You gotta be what you want to see. And I want, I don't want just a big church where people show up on Sunday and they get content and they leave. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to build a vibrant Jesus community in a secular, godless city. Mm -hmm. And, the apostle Paul said it this way. So we didn't just preach the gospel. We shared our lives with you. Yeah. And I think that what I would love to see more pastors do in 2019 is share their life with people. Mm. And to do that requires vulnerability. Like to do that requires, I heard um, Donald Miller talk about vulnerability not too long ago. He talked about the idea that being vulnerable is like giving somebody a gun and hoping that they won't use it against you. Cause it's exposing your weakness. It's mm. exposing your flaws. And I don't want to just, Show people how to live on a Sunday. I actually want to live with them, Mm -hmm. and I think when you start to do that, people support you, and people come around it, and people are endeared to it. And I think the people on our team, I feel so much backing and so much support. But man, those people are aware of my flaws and my shortcomings Mm -hmm. and my weaknesses, and rather than hide those, I think those get exposed, and Mm -hmm. we become vulnerable, and we grow together. And so I don't want to just preach messages. I want my life to be a message. Mm-hmm. And, um, I want to build a community in Miami. And the only way I know how to do that is I got to get right up in the thick of that thing. And I always tell our church, I don't just lead this church. I get to participate in this church. Come on. Meaning I get shoulders to cry on too. Mm-hmm. I get people to call and encourage me. And so, um, I think that this, what this generation is looking for us, is just that authentic, real, like yeah. you're one of us. Doesn't mean yeah. that you, I think we get afraid that we can't lead if we're, if we're one of we're them, too real, yeah. but I, it's been the opposite for us. So. No,
0: I love it, man. And I love that you do it with your wife. That's my wife and I too. We lead together. You guys are
1: smashing it. I love it. I saw a picture of your wife up on the stage, pregnant belly. I was like, this is freaking amazing. We are so bro.
0: We love you and we are honored you're here. And uh, I just want to encourage everyone who's watching this. If you're not following him, reading his books, listening to his messages, go do that because you will continue to grow. And the thing that you're leading will continue to get stronger. Get more ideas, this guy's full of just creative ideas and, uh, and passion, and just like you were sharing, the thing that I love the most about following you is um, just seeing what you do with the people. I mm. love seeing that you're, you're right there you're on a boat with one guy you're on a street with another guy mm. and you're with your team and you're behind this you're, you're doing it so man, I love you you inspire us all I love you thanks for honored having you're me. here It's and, Tulsa Time baby uh, come on. Stay tuned for more podcasts right here. Much love.